Hi, it's Jeff, host of the podcast. My latest author interview will be up in just one moment. I'm not going to ask you to buy anything. I'm not going to ask you to go and review the podcast. What I am going to do is take just one brief moment and ask you to recommend the podcast to just one friend. If you're a writer or if you're someone who just loves books and you love this podcast and the interviews that I do, all that I ask is that you recommend the podcast to just one friend. Thanks a lot. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Linda Wisniewski, author of the debut novel, Where the Stork Flies. Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your novel, Where the Stork Flies, how would you describe the novel? Well, Where the Stork Flies is the story of a Pennsylvania librarian who finds a lost time traveler in her kitchen. She tries to help her find her way back home, but she's quite inept at it, and she gets some help from a mysterious stranger, and they find out that the Black Madonna of Częstochowa has plans for them both. So it's a time travel novel in which um, the characters go back and forth between present-day Pennsylvania and 1825 Eastern Europe. And it has uh, touches of magical realism, a little humor. And uh, basically, it's about finding your place in this world. That sounds great. And I'm just curious, for listeners who may not be um, up on their history, can you remind us what was happening in 1825 in Eastern Europe? Well, in this character's life, um, the mysterious time traveler named Regina, not a lot. <laughs> she was she was a peasant. Um, she did not care a lot about history. Um, it really didn't affect her. Um, she was a subject of Napoleon Bonaparte, um, her part of the world south of Krakow and north of the Tatra Mountains in what is now Poland, was part of the Austrian Empire. So she was, in effect, a peasant or serf. Sure. Well, I'm curious, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write Where the Stork Flies? Oh, sure. I absolutely remember the day and the time. I was at a family reunion um, with my Polish-American family in upstate New York. And one of my cousin's daughters had researched um, our family history. She lived in Switzerland at the time, and she went over to Poland and researched our ancestors. And she had put together a family tree and showed it to us. And the oldest ancestor that she was able to find was a woman named Regina, who was born in 1778. And she's my fourth great-grandmother. So we had a conversation, um, basically the women in our family, my cousins and I, about what would Regina think of us? What would she think about our lives in America today as women? Wouldn't she be amazed at how much better our lives are than hers was back in early 19th century Austrian Empire, now known as Poland? Mm-hmm. So that was the impetus. Um, I started to try to find out more information about her, and and all I could find was, as most 
people know who do ancestry research, you get the names and the dates, but you get no information about <laughs> what kind of person they were, which is very frustrating to me. I wanted to know through a lot of my ancestors, including Regina, were they nice? Were they nasty? You know, um, even occupations were hard to locate. So, and I wanted to write about her and this this idea of contrasting women's lives then and now really intrigued me. So I decided I had to I had to make it up. Basically, I had to give her a life that I have no idea. But I did a lot of research, and I as close as I think I could make it. Um, because I wanted to show that contrast between the the lives of the two of women in, in different centuries, so sure. that was my my inspiration. Well, well, you had this you you had this experience of this family reunion. I'm curious, had you written fiction before this? Uh, not really. I I had written a few short stories, so I should say yes. I have written short stories, and they have been published in mm-hmm. some um, obscure literary magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was your what was your writing process when you uh, sat down to start working on where the stork flies? Did you have an idea of the entire novel in mind before you began, or was it kind of a process of discovery as you were writing it? Um, yes, and yes, um, I had an idea of what I wanted to say, which I, I just mentioned in the um, little introduction that I wanted to show the contrast. But I found that when I started writing it, it changed. Um, for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, I went to a writing conference and I uh, presented a pitch to a, an agent in a class and she said, "Make you should make it a trilogy because there's three main characters. So pick one of these women and make it her story. So I thought I was writing Regina's story, but as I went into it, um, I realized that the the person with the problem was the modern day woman <laughs> because Regina knew exactly what she wanted and where her life was going and where she belonged. Um, and I noticed um, as a woman who came of age during the second wave of feminism um, with Betty Friedan, Gloria Steinem, um, Bella Abzug, and on and on, we were certainly benefited from that uh, movement. But I think that sometimes we made it too hard on ourselves. In other words, um, you can, you know, bring home the bacon, fry it in the pan, and, you know, you have to do it all (laughs) at the same time, you know? So I think we just kind of made ourselves a little nuts with that. Um, And I think we need to to step back. And I find that even today um, among younger women trying to do it all. And there are phases in life. Uh, that you go through. And it doesn't mean if you step back for a moment, you can't go back and reclaim where you want to go. So that's my was my thought process that changed the trajectory of the novel f- from a story contrasting two women's lives with the help of a third became a first person story of a modern woman trying to figure out what she needs to do to straighten out her life. And she gets help from some very simple living women. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. 
At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, are you working on another novel now? I am. Actually, since that agent said you should write a trilogy, I said, okay, I will. <laughs> so I'm writing um, the second novel in that trilogy. And this is told from um, Regina's point of view. So the first novel was written as if it was a memoir from a woman named Kat, who's a modern Pennsylvania librarian. Um, and I'm a memoirist and I teach memoirs. So I found this a good way for me to tell the story um, in the first person as if it were a real memoir. So my novel that I'm working on now is Regina writing a memoir. And um, she, the way the novel is going now, she has some lessons to learn, as do most protagonists in novels. And she's going to have some adventures with uh, gypsies. That's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? My writing advice is to read a lot, um, to read some in the genre that you're writing, but not overdoing it. Um, I don't write, I don't read science fiction hardly at all. And I um, haven't read a lot of time travel. But what I read, I liked. So just be careful that you don't get overwhelmed with um, all the different genres and ways you can write. And then just get it on the page and then work with it. Um, my husband is a potter. And I asked him one day when I was getting frustrated with my work, uh, you know, writing and then throwing things out and rewriting and throwing that out. I said, do you ever throw out something you make because you don't like the way it turned out, just throw it in the trash. And he said, of course we all do. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I thought, well, duh, you know, um, why did I think that as a writer, it all has to be good, you know, from the get go. So I, I would advise people to just get it on the page. And the other thing I learned from him is that you have to, you have to have something to work with. So you have to slap the mess on the wheel or on the table that you're working with. And shape it and shape it and shape it until you have something that you really like. So get the words on the page or as um, the famous, um, I'm trying to think of her name now, Bird by Bird. Oh, Anne Lamott in Bird by Bird, she calls it the shitty first draft. Uh, sure. Just put it out there. You don't have to show it to anybody. Just put it on the page and then work with it. Turn it into something that you're satisfied with. Well, what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I'm sorry, a truck just went by. What have That's I read? Okay. Yeah, what what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? Okay, um, right now I'm reading one by Abby Daré um, called 
the girl with the louding voice. I'm reading it for a book club that I belong to. And it's just masterful because she writes in the voice of a 14-year-old Nigerian woman of, I guess, the relatively recent past. Um, and she writes in the dialect of a woman of her age who knows a little English, but not a lot. So she it's a story of her transformation of growing up in a patriarchal society with forced marriage. She becomes, uh, she wants to be educated. She wants to have a louding voice or a loud voice. So it's the story of where I am now in the story. She's getting a scholarship to go to school and you can see her voice change as she learns better English. So it's, I love it. It's a fascinating story about women's empowerment um, and it is fiction and it's about a culture that I know very, very little about, which I always enjoy. Um, I'm really interested in ethnicities, ethnic studies, um, my own ethnicity. Of course, I write about a lot. Um, and I'm a great admirer of um, the poet Maria Mazzotti Galan, um, her work. She's Italian-American, and she writes um, some really great poems and stories about immigration. So let's see, fiction, nonfiction. Oh, nonfiction. Hmm. I'm reading a lot of non spiritual nonfiction. So I'm reading Richard Rohr's um, new book, The Naked Now. He is a Franciscan um, priest, and he's very progressive, and he tries to bring together all different beliefs and religions to show that um, there's truth in just about every great spiritual tradition. And the power of now, or the, the naked now, is to try to learn to be present and appreciate where you are. And that goes back to Kat and Regina's story. <laughs> no, like bloom where you are planted. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novel, Where the Stork Flies? Well, the best place to go would be to my website, which is lindawis.com. And from there, you can see a list of events um, where I am uh, going to be in the future. Um, you can get links to my blog, or you can read my blog. You can get links to some of my publications and other places. Um, I also write for a, a site called 60 and Me. So uh, there are a lot of, of my uh, blogs, guest posts on that. There, one just went up there today, 60andMe.com. Um, and also on my website, you can see links to my Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter if you like to do social networking. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Linda Wisniewski, author of the debut novel, Where the Stork Flies. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Linda, thanks for doing this interview. Absolutely. It was my pleasure, Jeff. Wonderful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.